<laughs> Wait, okay. Alright, okay. all new <laughs> Sundays. Let's get ready to be me. Let's get ready to be me. Alright, alright, alright. Now good. it's <laughs> that was pretty good. Now like it's my turn. Okay. Let's get ready to be me. No, Sean's is better. Well, his was better. <laughs> I just wanted to see if I could compete with it, alright? Particularly. Also, better. who found this room? The echoes are great. Hi, and welcome to the Borcelli Brothers Podcast. I'm Mike Borcelli. I'm Sean Borcelli. And this is BB number nine. BB nine. Releasing this in quick succession from our BB eight. Like, uh, this is like three quick successions. It's seven, eight, and nine, like right in a row. Yeah. Uh, like within like a week. But it's just, it's just, we're trying to bring you content in a timely fashion when it's due. Because this is a, an episode all about Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, the new TV show, the new Star Trek uh, series for TV. So th- this will be airing on uh, Sunday. The, what is that? What does the date Sunday? Oh, sorry, it's the 29th. Oh, sorry, 30th. I'm pretty sure that Sunday is October 1st. <laughs> And and uh, that's when Star Trek Discovery's third episode will come out. Mm-hmm. And now Star Trek Discovery had uh, the first two episodes released together simultaneously, mo- yeah. like movie length, so eighty minutes of 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 TV. And uh, we want to give you a little uh, review, a bit of our thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, We're both fans of Star Trek. We've, uh, I think, I've seen all of them through. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen everyone. I have to rewatch Deep Space Nine because I watched all of it long time ago, and I I, I haven't finished Enterprise yet. Uh, oh I'm, yeah, I'm I definitely on, did Enterprise. I'm on season yeah. two, and I keep stopping it and waiting three months, and then watching another episode, and then stopping That's it. No good, man. Star yeah, Trek but, is meant to be binged, and I was actually going to say this. I'm about a, I know Discovery. I know is that I watching really just I want to wait by for a couple seasons so I can watch it all. So I have I have I have points about that, but we'll get to that. Uh. So, yeah, with Enterprise, I keep getting told that after season two, it all gets great. So I'm just trying to get through season two, and then I'll be good. Uh, with this one, first first two episodes are out last last mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, I watched Came them. out the same night. You watched them. Yep. Nick, you watched them. Yes, I did. And, uh, and uh, do, do you guys want to give it, pr- uh, before we get into the the, 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 the thick of it, do you want to give them a, a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down? No, no, not at all. You want to wait? First of all, with any television show, it's my opinion, you got to wait for four episodes. Yeah. Star Trek specifically on that. Now, not, yeah, that, that definitely so defines you're com- it. So you're coming out of them apprehensive you have no opinion yet. Yeah, no opinion yet. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on yeah. that. So this is spoiler-filled. If you have Lots not, of spoilers. If you spoiler have alert. not seen those two episodes, go and watch them and then come back and listen. Mm-hmm. We can't do this without spoiling some things for sure. I, I, think, I think we're just spoiling. Like yep. the word spoil away. Yeah. Uh, that's your warning. Okay. So, so premise. Premise. Uh, this is clearly going to be a war Star Trek. Mm-hmm. This is this is the war of the Klingons. It's set 10 years uh, before the actual USS Enterprise gets on its voyages. It's with uh, Kirk and Spock. Yes. So, and, little, not... I'm actually surprised it was ten years. But I thought it would be like. Thought they gave a gap because what if yeah. this becomes like the most amazing show and it's like it on runs season for twelve? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, shit, it's been twelve years now. You're gonna bring old Chris Pine in and like, yeah. how's he gonna do it? <laughs> he won't look as young as he does now. They'll just talk about it in the uh, the hollow feeds or something. Yeah, who knows? 
So uh, the, the, I think some interesting things are the characters that they've brought into place. Uh, uh, Sonequa Martin-Green as Michael Burnham mm-hmm. is neat. Progressive naming a lady Michael. Uh, it's That's a, my name. It's a classic thing with because Brian Fuller was one of the initial writers of this, mm-hmm. and he was initial producer until he left due to difficulties. Uh, but he has classically named some of his main female protagonists with male names. Interesting. I didn't yeah, know that. It's a thing. I didn't realize it. Uh, she's awesome, actually. I like her a lot. Uh, I so far, I, I'm I'm a fan because she's got that. Vo- she's a uh, she's created as an homage to Spock. Mm-hmm. She's actually his uh, half adopted sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarek is in the show. Yeah, Spock's dad is in uh, and, the show. And Spock's dad. See, yeah. that's the other thing about the ten years. Because if you watch Star Trek the original series, he looks a lot older. Well, I guess ten years, but no, but, but Vulcans, Vulcans age. Yeah, they age so differently. So he looks too young in this one for it to be ten year gap. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I like the actor though that they got for him, which is cool. So oh, he looks like him in the very close to him in the older series. Uh, he looks like a Vulcan. <laughs> he looks like a Vulcan. All Vul- Vulcans look all look same. alike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean that's great. I mean I'm I'm glad uh, uh, that he. I'm glad the characters in it. I'm glad mm-hmm. they they did that. So I think one of the main questions. So that, these these two episodes. Let's be clear are a prologue to what the actual series is going to yeah, be. Yeah, they actually really Which I was really surprised. Yeah, they're not fun. Well, I, I, I am, a, I was and I was not. I mean, I thought, yeah, it's totally a good way to do it. Well, you're on a ship that is not the ship you're going to see in the show. You have a captain who you have you've a captain already, who's... you're starting to bond with after these episodes. You like their dynamic. Mm-hmm. She dies. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's... We knew that was happening. It was Michelle Yeoh plays the captain. Yeah. Uh, uh, captain special George, guest George, Giorgio? Giorgio? Giorgio. It's Giorgio? like, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, I think it's like a portmanteau, like an English uh, uh, Chinese combo. Giorgio, yeah. it's good. It's good. The, yeah. uh, uh, she was a good character, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm bummed she's not in the series. Actually, oh well, or that she can't come back. Yeah, I know. Or yeah. can she? Because she was just left on the ship. She was. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? One of my first thoughts. Maybe. Sorry, we're getting way to the end. Ah. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> so here's the main thing. I think people coming into the series were confused. Nobody knows which universe it takes place in. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams' universe, the rebooted universe, or 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 the original Star Trek universe. I think you can tell by the, all the lens flare in the, the TV le- show. The lens flare and the crooked angles. It's the J.J. Abrams version. And now they're definitely trying to align it with that. Also, the Klingons kind of look a lot like the ones from his films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hate the look of the te- Technically, this takes place in the timeline before Spock has returned. So it is it is just technically the normal canon uh, that would have flowed flowed into the story mm-hmm. as it happened originally in the original Star Trek series mm-hmm. because this is, yeah, pre-Spock's time travel. But, uh, well, the, okay. but, but, but they're definitely shooting it as such in a universe that, that follows more suit with the reboot movies. So it's the, supposed to look like the film. The gist of the series is the initial... Uh, Starfleet versus Klingon conflict. The old school conflict. The conflict that, uh, I mean, doesn't get resolved till well into the original series and later into the movies. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's still tentative. Yeah. Uh, as next of next gen, gen is when they become allies, right? Sorry, Sean, didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Uh, they are allies, but they've be, been allies for a long time or at least tentative allies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Okay. Mutual respect. There's a, there's a peace. Yeah, this is a this is getting into what's going to be almost their Cold War era. Yeah, of uh, Klingon versus well, I wouldn't uh, say Federation. cold. It's just I think it's an all well, out, we're it's about all out war. We're going to flash forward here though. See episode three, we're going to be flashing forward. Yeah, there's going to have been multiple battles already happening. 
but I don't know how much of this is going to be Cold War. I think it's going to be mostly a big old. Uh, this is. I'm just reading the actual show notes. Sure. This is what they describe it as. Okay. Describing that period of time, the Cold War. Interesting. Yeah, a Klingon Federation Cold War. So I think they were talk, kind of talking borderlines, space borderlines, like you know, back and forth. Both of them having big weapons and ready to go at a moment's notice. Right. Uh, well, I'm I'm excited for Jason Isaacs. I like him. So yeah, Jason Isaacs is. I think he's gonna be. Good. He's not in these shows though. He's in the first two. Episodes. He's not in any of these. He's he's on the cast. He's on the he's in yeah. the credits. So I say prologue. Yeah. When I was saying prologue, that's the one thing. It's hard to even judge how the show is going to be when we haven't even met the cast. Yeah, Rain Wilson. Yeah, everybody. Rain like, Wilson's in this. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's hard to uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, Lieutenant Saru. Mm-hmm. He's going to the next. That's Doug Jones. Doug Jones. I know, and yeah. I'm stoked to see him in this. I was I couldn't put my finger on. It. I was like, I know this guy. Yeah. Who is this guy? I like Doug Jones a lot. He's. I mean, for those of you who don't know, Pan's Labyrinth. He was the fawn. Uh, he's Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Uh, in the newest movie, uh, what's it called? The uh, 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 the water one. Um, the new Guillermo del Toro movie? Yeah. Uh, ooh, what is it called? Why did, did we talk about it on the last episode? Oh, yeah. Lady in the Water? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Lady in the Water. Sorry, that is a, a Shyamalan <laughs> reference there. Um, I don't know how to spell Guillermo del Toro. You guys are talking about a science officer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Saru. are they calling him an, an Andorian? No, he's not an Andorian. Thank God. I was worried that they were making him an Andorian, but I think I missed that plot structure because they oh, talk they... about the Andorians, but they don't show one. The Shape of Water. The Shape yeah. of Water. Yeah. Yeah. So the Shape of Water. Uh, he plays again the you know the water mermaid merman yeah. creature, which he would you know is plays basically the... Abe Sapien. Plays the monster. He even eats eggs. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I I really like his character. I like the I like the science behind. I like how he's talking about uh, his people are like farmed like they're yeah they come they, from a culture where they were farmed there was there was only a dichotomy of yeah. a predator and prey on their planet there was no food chain they were the livestock as sentient beings yeah. they were still livestock mm-hmm. for the for that predator. uh so yeah he he talks about his instincts as being like so when i sense death coming <laughs> it's coming it's coming <laughs> uh interesting lots of interesting conflicts like this one lady trying to be logical and do what's right starts this entire war. So, so Michael Burnham, uh, we, well, we didn't say, she was actually raised on Vulcan. Raised on Vulcan. At, Went at, to the Vulcan Academy or whatever, like, like you know, those pods you see in the movies where they're yeah, that's another spheres. That's the other uh, sign that it's a J.J. Abrams universe yeah, kind that's of his. style. It's, that's one of the his creations yeah. from the Star Trek. Yeah. So she, she initially has arrived on this ship uh, playing the whole Vulcan logic thing. You've seen the episode. Yeah. Seven years later, you know. Seven years later, she she's clearly a little more in touch with her humanity. In fact, uh, she comes to the brink of tears several times in in the la- in the two episodes, and I, I found that interesting. Yeah, for someone who should be in more con- in control of their emotions than the average human, she seems very emotional for somebody who was yeah. raised to not have any emotions. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, kind of the. Does she, I, I'm trying to remember the first episode. Did she seem emotional in the first oh, yeah. episode? Oh yeah. So it's kind of strange. Like I, I, I hope that they like just because she does the spouting of facts and uh, 
things like that. It's like uh, approximately one hour and seventeen minutes and twenty three seconds till the storm hits. She seems almost prideful of yeah things. So I don't know how good a job they're doing of making her like even a person who was raised by Vulcans. I'm just wondering if the writers know how to do it. Yeah, I don't know if they know. It's how a hard to do one because it it's a human raised by Vulcans. It's yeah, it's different. It's somebody, but I mean, it should be somebody who like. It should be somebody who comes across like a Vulcan, but there's like these cracks in the veneer, and mm-hmm. like you can see the little. Things but we saw those cracks how many times? Yeah, we saw it too much. I too think. much. I think it, I think it should have been much more of a drive to her breaking point at yeah. the end there. Almost like like when Spock finally flips it. Yeah, and it's just yeah, like yeah. it's always extreme because it's flipped. Yeah, and he's a half human. Yeah, so you know. So, I liked. I think I liked the show. There's, I, th- I have a lot of it. questions. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch more episodes for sure. And yeah. I think, you know, even if I don't like the show in comparison to the other Star Trek shows, um, I'll probably still watch it because I like the themes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm excited to see, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see uh, a Star Trek where they're, they're clearly trying to blend that like science, re- really like science heavy and, and, um, uh, what's the a terminology I'm looking for for like dealing with social issues? Um, well, they're dealing with social issues and they're science heavy, and and kind of always talking about that that utopian space forward future, mm-hmm. but juxtaposing with, that with modern with, with like mo- uh, modern uh, political uh, issues being an anal- analogies for sure yeah. and and now also coming in line with uh, with a bunch of action like they're making it more much more of an action-packed star trek mm-hmm. uh so seeing those two things together because one of the things i'm going to miss about this star trek because it clear i saw the trailer for the new episodes and mm-hmm. the rest of the, a trailer for the season mm-hmm. and i think what i'm going to miss is that the fact that it's a steady camera and quiet moments where they're just sitting and drinking, or they're mm-hmm. sitting and talking, or like playing on the holodeck, or Pla- playing, yeah. playing, playing on the holodeck, or playing. Uh, well, they don't have holodeck tech yet. True. Or they're, uh, or they're sitting uh, like just in the uh, uh, mess hall, or or whatever. You know, yeah. Although all that quiet stuff, it, Star Trek's always a show that, like, well, it's interesting. It's also a show you can kind of be relaxed and fall asleep to, and that's what like mm-hmm. a lot of Star Trek fans love about that show, is that it's it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Uh, and this one, I think, is 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 much more in your face and and heavy hitting. Yeah, I don't know. I can't recall. Was was there an ambient sound on that ship? That's uh, that's. Ooh, so there was lots ooh, of sounds, which sound. I really liked. There wasn't. I didn't note if there was like an ambient engine sound because there wasn't. There was too much action and music and yeah. stuff going on. But there was lots of bridge noises that were straight out of the old old series. So like, which the, is good. That's what they did in the movies. Like, yeah. like all of that. Like. Yeah. It's great. Getting bringing all those in is 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 a nice touch. Okay, so if we're talking about the things we like about, it, let's keep going. Sure. Okay, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the design so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the bridge. Everything looks kind of like that merge of like it almost looks like the blend between Enterprise the series. Like they're mm-hmm. going from that that series. Well, they all they're all wearing the blue. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, no mul- different colors for but station. But it's start it's starting to look yeah. tacky, and they're wearing like that shiny silver on mm-hmm. there. So it's starting to like look like it could totally go to all technic technicolor crazy mm-hmm. uh, into the '60s style, and everything's everything on the bridge. Some of it's a little hyper, too hypertech, like with all those uh, the 3D. No, we're just, let's stick to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure, sure. Well, we're we're gonna get to the bad stuff. <laughs> but, but I, I really like I like the bridge design. I like the design mm-hmm. of the show. I like the alien so far. I love that robot head head lady. Yeah, I, I want to know more about that. Like, is that early android stuff? Yeah, they, like we need an explanation. I want. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> like, she better not just be gone now out of the series. Yeah. 
because uh, that would bum me out. Because mm-hmm. like, like, and it was a she. They I think, referred I think, to her yeah, as a she when, a when she, they take yeah. her away. Yeah, yeah. Was she looked like uh, someone who would be at a at a, a rave, like DJing at a rave? Well, she looks. She's yeah, like she looks Dead like Mouse Daft, or uh, Daft Punk. Yeah, or some Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah. she has the Daft Punk helmet on, yeah. which is cool. I mean, I, that's great. I'm so into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of hokey, which is awesome. I mean, the cast and like everyone is like, it has that kind of campy acting, which I like about mm-hmm. Star Trek. They're not, you know, it's I, I like it. Like I said, I really like Lieutenant Saru. Uh, the space looked great. Outer space looked great. Outer space oh, yeah. looked amazing. Yeah, the Klingons are a redesign. Mm-hmm. I will defend it because uh, we know how Klingons looked in the original series. Uh-huh. And I they just, just look like people. They just look like people with hair. Uh, like they basically look the same as uh, Vulcans or Romulans. Uh, and and so we can just say, I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen from here on out or whatever, or we can just forgive it that it changes. I think they look cool. I think their ship looked cool. I like their whole culture. I think it looked. It took like a lot of work, work and art design. And I, I like. I was fascinated with the fact that they find what's they call it, this is an ancient structure. The yeah. beacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how long have they? Like how been long? There? It's, yeah. How it's long neat. have they been uh, separated as the 12, 24 clans? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was really fascinated with a lot of that. So I think there's a lot of neat stuff to be uncovered yet there, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'm I'm totally stoked. Um, there's actually. They did really well following canon in that part. Um, well, first off, I wish the Klingons had hair, actually. I want them to have hair. But second off, um, on that Klingon ship with the beacon, they mentioned that in uh, Next Generation and also in Voyager as like part of their lore. So we're actually seeing the Klingons' lore right now, which is really cool, that is mentioned in the later series. Mm-hmm. So is the beacon specifically mentioned? Um, more the... I'm not sure about the beacon 100%, but more, um, I believe his name is Kalos. No, Ka- Kalos. Ka- Kalos, Kalos is, is, is yeah, the Kalos. god yeah, yeah, yeah. who Kalos, left and then um, points at a star as he's leaving his yeah. uh, village or city and says, I will come back and uh, look for that star to shine. Yeah, so that's the beacon. Yeah. Um, but in the other series, is they talk about the great uniter, like the great, the guy, the one warrior who united mm-hmm. all 24 clans. Well, it's right. the return of Kalas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was this, you see him in this. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and he, he more or less says, I am the reincarnation of Kalas at the end. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so that's what we liked. Uh, what did not, we not like? <sighs> um, The weird emotion, like, they... I love Star Trek's campiness for like I love it for that in a way, but they kind of overdid it with the drama between Michael and the captain a little bit when she's like taking over the ship and like just assaults her. But that part was good. But I found they, I found the build to it problematic. Yeah, it was I thought weird. It, I thought, it was, I, thought <laughs> I thought that yeah. it was uh, um, I thought that it was rushed, poorly paced, and I thought that yeah. she. Like I said, like we said before, they don't know how to write her as a human raised by Vulcans. It doesn't seem. Yeah, yeah. I hope they figure uh, that dynamic. Mine, my, I have uh, some problems with continuity stuff. Sure. Uh, one of the things is, uh, well, not uh, is it continuity? Okay, so if you're in space, yeah. you're at that level of technology. Why would you only have twenty minutes in a suit to get out to that beacon and back? Yeah. Why do they not have radiation proper radiation protection? By yeah, then? that seems bizarre. We invented microwave radiation protection fifty years ago. 
you know, yeah. and it's in the form of a microwave, and it's in the form of just a mesh. Also, That's all it takes. Also, <laughs> at, the, at the same time, um, why is she going out in a suit? This is ten years before Star Trek. They had they they had pods, like they had pods in Enterprise. They, yeah, they t- search pods. Take a transport. Take, really a, take a transport pod. Yeah. Take a transport pod. Like I, it doesn't seem like her suit would be more than. Uh, more maneuverable than a, a small shuttle. Yeah, I don't. I don't get why they can't take the shuttlecraft. Well, they even talk about the, the shuttle that they're going to send in there that's small enough to look like debris. Yeah. To send missiles at the end in, or the photon to port- torpedoes. Yeah, but so it wasn't con- maneuverable so enough to land on the beacon. <laughs> I, 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 they didn't even do a flyby. They, they didn't yeah. even know it was a beacon. They yeah. didn't know what it was. They were just yeah. doing a flyby. They were just yeah. going to go look. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was weird. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was yeah that that was just that was that's called um, a plot device. <laughs> I also I also thought uh, I thought that uh, design wise I I'm not really with you on it. I didn't like a lot of design. I thought a lot of it was ripped off from Mass Effect. Oh really? Yeah, I, including her spacesuit. I'm I'm not I actually I've never really played Mass Effect. I don't I don't I don't know too much. About I don't know it. color palette. Everything felt really Mass Effecty. I liked I liked a lot it. of holograms. Yeah, that was my problem was too many holograms. What's because with all it, the holograms? Well, Every see, communication all of a sudden the, the them walking am, in his hologram. Like where's the view screens? Yeah, we every we We've know all all the holograms. way up all the way up. If this is canon, all the way all the way goddamn up. We go to up two hundred fifty years gen. later. Yeah, <laughs> all the way up to next generation. We know it's view screens still. Yeah. We've never seen this. Like we know. Like you guys don't even have holodeck tech yet. Like, I. It seems super bizarre that they would have this weird, weird technology of them walking around on the bridge and being there. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think it's unnecessary. I think it's absolutely unnecessary. It's not like we're like. You know what? If it was that t- time, they would actually have like holograms by then. It's like, but they. They. We don't. We. They we don't. don't. We know they didn't. That. Or they might. But and they everyone, just don't use them that way. And everyone accepts it. I mean, the yeah. guy comes on the view screen later in the episode, anyways. Like, why did you do it mm-hmm. this way? I one design change I did like with that though is I always wondered why they never had windows on the bridge in any of those in any of the series in this one they actually did put windows there i just wanted them to have a view screen there as well that wasn't like holographic (laughs) well they probably learned that uh windows on the bridge are easily broken yeah Yeah, you you wouldn't want your captain in front of a pane of glass you're better off having that main bridge in in more core it's it's more it's it's right in the center of the saucer and it's it's not it doesn't actually exist on the outside true that's that's true yeah uh so that's why so with the old Star Trek, like with this one and with, uh, yeah, with the, with this design, it's like a, I think it's a raised piece mm-hmm. on the on the cent- central area. So. so another criticism, continuity-wise, is Sarek. Uh-huh. Sarek, uh, we know as being someone who actually has a, a shitty relationship with Spock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, Spock decides to join Starfleet. Sarek doesn't like it because he thinks humans are barbarians, Starfleets are barbarians, uh, too violent too quick to to violence in action yeah uh it doesn't seem that way in this so you have sarek actually saying well we did with the vulcans you know we, vulcans never make a second mistake or make the same mistake twice so the next time they ran into the klingons they fired first yeah right so i felt that was out of context and i also felt like him just being like, hey, I've raised you, um, Michael Burnham, mm-hmm. all your life from a child. Here, here's Starfleet for you. Well, you know, what I'm wondering is is, is maybe... When she said explicitly she wanted to go to the Vulcan Academy of Science or do... For the record, though, those conflicts with Spock happen later in the series and 
perhaps this is why he feels that way based on how things go. Okay, but she's a human. But he raised it. a human. This is ten years before Enterprise. Yeah, the Enterprise is going out with with Spock and Picard. Yeah, Spock is Spock well on his Kirk or yeah. Spock and Kirk. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Spock uh, this time has got to be at Starfleet Academy right now. Ten years beforehand? No, he's not there. He's pretty fresh when he gets out on the Enterprise. If we're yeah, going but how by, long is he out of the academy? The he's already teaching canon. courses and designing uh, simulations for the academy. Well, he's pretty close. I'm just saying, like we're we're getting close to it. It's a really it's a it'll be a, a real about face for Sarek. I would say I would from, say if we have this show run its normal uh, Star Trek length seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're coming up on the time when she could have made such a an error, or uh, she could have made such an enemy of Sarek that he thinks, or such a uh, disappointment to Sarek that he would change all his views and be and be spouting this shit to Spock while he joins Starfleet. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, but I mean, who knows? I don't know. The like when it comes to Michael, also like where's Spock? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> when it when it comes to Michael, though, like he very clearly wanted to place her with humans though because she was human so she purposely chose this captain that he knew because she would help her help her transition and perhaps because he actually sure. she seems more yeah. vulcan than other captains she seems well, no, like a pretty no she's life. not because she's experienced death but still has hope yeah sure yeah right it, she's like she's some of the qualities of humanity that sarek actually values yeah the reason why he actually has a, a human wife totally yeah. you know yeah. I don't know. I'm, I might be nitpicking. Well, that's but the other thing. A, Sark has a human wife. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like no, but it's he, not he, about. It wasn't a, about. It I wasn't think, about Vulcan th- versus human. It's about Starfleet as yeah, as yeah, a yeah. as a federation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were. A, a, he didn't agree with their ways. Yeah. But in Enterprise, the Vulcans still don't really like the humans very much, anyways. Enterprise is Enterprise, way before Enterprise this. is quite a long. Well, ways. yes, but I mean, in that, like, that's the last series that's closest in timeline to this one. Tech, like, I think, I think one of the in, things that I would yeah. like to see them get into a little bit too is like the fact that, um, well, I mean, I mean, even in no way do I want them to go in depth with it, but like an interesting, uh, uh, just a, a mention, a casual mention, because he mind melds with her. Oh yeah, quite, that quite, long distance mind meld. Has that happened before? I want to know. I don't. Uh, I don't. Star know. Trek fans, Trekkies, Trekkers, whatever you are, I would like. I would like to send this out to you. This question because I couldn't really find anything about it. Um, send us an email or Facebook us or something. That long distance mind meld. Is that has that been done before? Uh, it, I think so. One of the things that was a big deal in Enterprise was yeah. was uh, the. It's like a three-episode arc on it. One of the big things that was a big deal in Enterprise was the uh, um, the mind melds and how it was very controversial and there was a disease that was like passed down from yeah, I from mind melding. One. Yeah, and I would like to see them touch on it because it was a very taboo thing to do. Yeah, you, mind melding is 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 abolished in the time of Enterprise. Like it is um, not okay to do. Yeah, that. I know this part. Yeah, and it will. Yeah, and so what I'm saying is I want to see them touch mm-hmm. on it in the in the show. That's all. So overall, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm interested. I already told Natalie after watching the first two, I was like, hey, I think we have a new show to watch. I don't think any series gets out, out of the gate without any flaws. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's no exception. And I'm, I'm, I mean... Also a bit of a completist, too. And also all this... Des- right. Yeah. All this design and stuff. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe the uh, maybe the war is brutal enough that some of that hologram technology goes away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden, they get... <laughs> yeah. Taken, taken down a step. They're like, wait, our holograms are able to be... Uh, 
to be seen from a long distance away the way we use it. They can read it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's stick to analog, man. Stick to view screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's good. I'm I'm hoping it's good. I, I'm I'm on the fence entirely. Okay. Now let me uh two things. Yeah. Brian Fuller started. We talked about this earlier. He he was the initial showrunner. Yeah. Uh, he he's involved with Deep Space Nine, Voyager, some of the, some really good episodes. Yeah. Uh, also has a history with Hannibal. Did Hannibal? Mm-hmm. American Gods just recently. So he's got a good good track record. Yes, he does. Alex Kurtzman, who took over for him, also has a history of Star Trek. Yeah. His history is mainly involved with the movies. Yeah. So he he was a co-writer on the you know the reboot of Star Trek and and the following the the follow-up. Right. Actually, let's let's pull out Alex Kurtman up. I got him up. Yeah. Let's look let's look at his uh Well, he was the producer of of the Star Trek reboot and uh, uh-huh. Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, let's look at his other let's look at his best ones. Well, he was the producer of Star Trek sure. and Star yeah, Trek yeah. Into Darkness. What he's been involved with. No, let's look at the other ones. I'm not talking just Star Trek, his his track record. Oh, his other films. I, yeah, yeah, I said not Star Trek related. His track record. Well, I don't know if you want to hear this, but uh, Transformers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He was the writer. Uh, he also, yeah. <laughs> so I know. So I don't know. I I, I know where this is going because I've already looked this up. I'm just sharing this. So what would you like me to look? What, what, which well, credits? keep his, his writer credits or his producer credits? Uh. You got the the Coles notes up top there. You got uh, there, there the Amazing four, Spider-Man. There, there are only four things, and the Amazing Spider-Man is the only other thing. Part two. Yeah. So it wasn't even the good one of those. So it's a bad one of those. Yeah. So he's a real flawed candidate here because yeah, Into, what Into it, Darkness wasn't good. I really, I really wish they could have kept Brian Fuller around. Is all I'm saying. I sure do too. Uh, what happened? He had a conflict because of like American Gods. Well, I think he was busy think, with right? a lot of stuff, and I, I think also he had to, he had to leave because of American Gods. He also, he also wanted to do a Star Trek anthology series. Is what he wanted to do. So it'd be like one season uh, where it's devoted to one section of time in the Star Trek universe. Next oh, season. Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah, wouldn't that have been awesome? Been like American Horror Story kind of thing, but Star well, Trek. Well, that's the way to do it because everyone is so bored of seeing this time before the original series. Enter- also, Enterprise was like weird enough. But like it was interesting because it was low tech enough that mm-hmm. it was like okay cool these guys are like flying out into space they have the worst theme song of all of them but, but we got that's to fine. meet a new race <laughs> the Borg the new villain well, no, which talking, they like enter- had Enterprise right no I'm talking yeah the next generation no I'm talking about Enterprise well Enterprise got to go way back yeah way back yeah but the next generation was finally in the future and mm-hmm. you had all of these things I want to see past that what mm-hmm. happens next mm-hmm. we've been waiting twenty some years to see what happens next yeah. What's the new villain? Now the Voyager's gone way out to the the whatever quadrant that has never been before and finally made it back. Space is a lot bigger it's now. It's way bigger. Yeah, what what's the deal? What what happened? Like they're bringing back the that. Klingons that we have seen we've battled them over like, and over I'm, again. And they've redesigned them to make them cooler. We like, also know just, what's going to happen. It, yeah, I know. You know I, I mean? already like, know where this all goes. <laughs> eventually I, Everyone they here either dies or doesn't ever show up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have one thing I'm kind of excited for to see in the series, though. What? Well, you know the... In every series... Now, I haven't finished Deep Space Nine yet, but everything else... They always have the one where they go to the vacation planet, that one episode. Oh, it's usually yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. episodes in they the series. They always do the away vaca- time, yeah. The va- vacation times, yeah. yeah. Whether it's holodeck or whether it's uh, uh, Enterprise. Like a to, literally vacation or planet, planet, yeah. yeah. I, 
I can't wait for this this episode. I don't know if one. it's going to happen on this I, one. It better. I think I th- that's the thing. I think they're throwing all of that kind of stuff out the window. Which will make. It I don't better. know how many episodes of just like this is a fun a fun one off a fun off. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen so much here. That's what I'm talking about with the, this. Yeah, it's the more, Star Trek aesthetic is my maybe gone. Uh, yeah, that there's no is no episodic. This is meant now for 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 straight up like bingers, bingers, and but, yeah, and, and, all, and to bring out in one episode at a time. They're also trying to bring in new people. Uh, they're trying to bring in whole new things. That's why you have an homage to Spock, because people can just get their own new Spock. Like it's mm-hmm. like here's here's a person with those kinds of same internal conflicts. Yeah. So the, we can just get a reboot, another soft reboot of so Star Trek. What, what it looks like, she's sentenced to life which i think is crazy for what what did she actually do yeah, yeah. i i don't i don't understand that in at prison all. a life Anyways, imprisonment like they would have that kind of sentence for someone for someone who for someone who clearly federation an enlightened know? federation has life imprisonment for someone who clearly was trying to do the good and even worked with the captain in the end like mm-hmm. the captain had worked with like they she clearly worked hard to try and save she risked her life to try and save everybody mm-hmm. at the end and then she gets life in prison it doesn't make any sense and and it's not like everyone died on the ship or something everyone could be like actually no uh no she was very helpful in the end and we tried yeah they killed that main this. dude as much as it caused a war i mean that that maybe you can get life imprisonment for but that's that's she, she didn't get the war had started she yeah really to be but fair I, her killing that guy killing killing what's his name uh is what is the catalyst that's, that's what the combat th- though you but know that's what, I mean? what but that's what they were trying to say was the catalyst she didn't get charged for that but I just, she got I'm, life in prison she, not for that she for got mutiny she got life in prison for the weird vulcan nerve pinch yeah and like I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me that sounds so for she's mutiny like that's yeah, crazy so it looks like she gets uh side tra- sidelined on her way to prison and gets put on the new ship the discovery I, or she's a, she's a prisoner yeah she's a captive prisoner and i think they need her help well, no, that the the discovery yeah. is like a ship full of the best of the best. Right. They're going to be doing this is going to be like a covert ops cold war. Like we got our best science guy, we got yeah. our best and they pull her tactician, on. we got our best doctor. And I love that yeah. they bring These are the people L- that Lieutenant are going to be doing Saru some on as well. I think some really interesting missions. Yeah, it's Rain yeah. Wilson. Yeah, I'm excited uh, the about the character him. he plays is actually in the original series. Oh There's yeah, actually yeah, a couple yeah. episodes. He's like the shyster uh, con man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, uh, Michael Burnham, uh, her character is actually in the very first pilot for the original series. Really? Wasn't named Michael Burnham, referred to as, uh, number two. Interesting. She, or number one. Number one. Number two? Uh, number one. If she's the captain's number one, then Yeah, she's, she's number, number one. one. Yeah. So she is Christopher Pike's number one. Oh, in the original pilot. Interesting. Yeah. So we also know she's never going to get a captaincy. We also know that, uh... Yeah. Um, Brian Fuller was clear about this. He wanted her to like fit into the continuity of the original series. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also boring. I mean, yeah. <laughs> of all the characters, yeah. Like I, I love mm-hmm. if he was going to do all of this and keep it at seasonal because mm-hmm. I only want one season of this war. I don't. I don't want to watch that for seven years. Mm-hmm. How exactly. are they going to do this? That's why Deep Space Nine bored me the first season. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're on a stationary space station. Yeah. I don't yeah, you're not exactly. going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about it. I, I don't, I don't know where they're gonna go with this to make it interesting, unless they start really bringing in like crazy time travel and rewriting history, and they, mm-hmm. they could do that. Maybe they all end up. Oh, you know, be sweet as if in season like three, they the whole crew gets shot to the future beyond Star Trek: The Next Generation. 
<laughs> oh, um, yeah, weird. Yeah, that'd be weird. Did I mean, I a, would bring data back. There's no yeah. reason not to. I mean, data uh, who's no beyond Star Trek. Oh, beyond past it. The data's way too. Well, old do they have, also do they have to have an episode where they go into the alternate reality, the bad, bad Star Trek universe? Oh, like back to? Do you mean like the back? dark universe? Are you talking? What do you? What's every the, oh, every, yeah, every series right. they go to the dark. Universe. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, the yeah. bad versions of themselves. Right right right. The, the um, bizarro verse. Well, well, I wonder if that's what's going to happen to this show is like eventually they're going to run out of stuff, but it'll be popular and everyone's like, okay, well, we're like, we're really out of like serial ideas. So let's start getting episodic. Like, I don't know. I don't know. This all seems very flawed and dangerous to me. This yeah. whole concept. I got to I got to finish off with one criticism. Sure. Uh, the viewing format. You hear how, how it works, eh? No. So this, uh, it was available, it was it was shown on CBS. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the second episode was only available online on their CBS All Access, like their Netflix thing that they're doing. Oh, that Which is bizarre. a paid, you have to pay for it. So you have to so, pay. You, so, so people you have to... had to pay to watch the second episode. Oh, well, that's what watching it illegally gets you. Yeah, I just... Well, in Canada, <laughs> Canada, it's on CTV in space. Yeah. They actually have the rights to the show. It's syndicated already for us. Uh in Europe, it was on. In Britain, it was on Netflix. Yeah. So they got them both. That's. But lucky. in the United States, so there, it's an experiment. There, so the next, all the episodes are only going to be on CBS Access. All that is, Access. That's it. That is frankly a super ballsy experiment yeah. for a show that they're already trying to reach a new audience with. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing it. It's it sounds weird. so bizarre. Put it on Netflix. Yeah. Put yeah, it on. Exactly. Make it a, week, a weekly show. Everyone on Netflix. should just have a deal with Netflix. Yes, you of know, course. I don't want Netflix necessarily to become. The big empire or the whatever, monopoly, but still, but like, with this one, like, works. just put it on the main platform. Everybody People watches. Don't want to be if, paying, you, if you want a successful show, yeah, mm-hmm. you want it to work. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, anyways, I think that's our our take on it. Mm-hmm. With some r- rambling in between. Sorry, yeah. Americans, that you have to deal with paying for it or stealing it. Yeah, that sucks. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Uh, enjoy tonight's episode. Uh, 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 if you want to tweet it, do we have a hashtag? Do we want to have a hashtag for this? If you want to tweet at us your thoughts on this or any thoughts on, tell us where we are we're screwed up or your criticisms or your praise, whatever you come think. up with your own hashtag. Yeah, well, no, we'll tell tell you which one we liked and then we'll use it. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, let's call it a hashtag uh, 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 BB9 or hashtag uh, Borcelli Trek. Hashtag Borcelli Trek. Okay. Because we can Trek. maybe go back to it. Later, be like, hey, check in. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what? No, screw that. Not Borcelli Trek. Hashtag Borch Trek 9. It's BB9. Borch Trek 9. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Borch Deep Borch 9? No, Borcelli Trek was good. <laughs> okay, fine. We're sticking with Borcelli Trek. Hashtag Borcelli Trek. T R E K. On Twitter, at Borcelli Bros. <laughs> uh, we're also on Instagram. Uh, it's just Borcelli Brothers. You can hashtag us there. You can just. If you want to send photos of a, you just flipping us off and hashtag it. If you yeah. really hated what we said about this show, uh, that's great. That's great too. Mm-hmm. But uh, enjoy the episode tonight. We'll uh, we'll probably touch on it. We're probably not going to do another whole BB about it, but uh, we'll we'll talk more about it as the season goes on. It'll come up. It'll, you know come, it'll up. come up. Yep. All right. Well, have a good have a good one. Good night or day. <laughs>